Hello, I'm Jason Scott. And I'm Andy Berg. And welcome to episode three of the Athletic Business Podcast. Today on the show, we're talking about a group that's helping people suffering with substance abuse and addiction through the magic of physical activity. Yeah, it's uh, called the Phoenix, Mm -hmm. Um, a really interesting organization. They started in 2006. Um, It's now, they're now present in, they have a presence in 22 states Mm -hmm. uh, in more than 40 cities. And they really offer a place where people can, who are struggling with addiction, um, substance abuse, uh, to go and have a community mm-hmm. that's built around physical activity. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting uh, in learning a little bit about this group. You know, people uh, in the fitness industry are so committed to helping people live healthier lives. But, you know, we often think about that within the scope of just getting in better shape and all of the things that kind of come along with that, um, losing weight, um, all, you know, building muscle tone, all that, all that good stuff. But, um, it's interesting when a group is able to kind of leverage physical fitness in a different way to kind of help people who are maybe dealing with something a little bit outside the box. Yeah. And I mean, we talk a lot about the obesity epidemic, um, and yet there's this other epidemic that's happening and, Increasingly, research is proving that physical activity is incredibly helpful mm-hmm. for to those who are maybe recovering from uh, ad- addiction. That's uh, right. Yeah, and you know this actually kind of relates a little bit to what we spoke about uh, with Kevin Ogar in our in our last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the work that they're doing with the the Reveille Project, you know, with um, people who are maybe coming back from uh, serving overseas, dealing with PTSD, kind of plugging into a community and uh, in into CrossFit. Um, and kind of just getting a little bit of help through that sort of uh, training and programming. So it's really cool. Sure. Yeah, and um, let's take a quick break here. But when we come back, um, I caught up with Andrew Brow, who's a chapter manager Mm -hmm. for uh, the Phoenix, and he has a really interesting story to tell. So that's up next. AV Today is a daily e-newsletter that provides professionals within the athletics, fitness, and recreation industry with relevant, fast-reading nationwide stories. Sign up at athleticbusiness.com slash enews and enjoy great content from Athletic Business every weekday. All right, and we're back. Uh, so next up is the conversation I had with Andrew Brow, who is a chapter manager uh, working out of Denver for the Phoenix. Uh, he is a recovering addict himself, which um, he will talk about. But uh, here's, here's that talk. So, Andrew, um, thank you so much for taking the time. You're in Colorado? That is correct, in Denver. All right. Um, And do you want to just give me a little bit of background sort of on the Phoenix and what it is and the impetus for the the creation of the program? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the Phoenix has been around now for about 12 or 13 years. I want to say it was 06 or 07. I always forget the exact year. Um, but our our founder uh, and executive director, Scott Schrode, uh, is, a, is a person in long-term recovery um, from substance use disorder. I think he's been sober now for like 23 years, 22, 23, something like that. Um, and he found 
um, that going, uh, he, he got really into boxing, he got really into rock climbing and stuff, and he found these kind of like pro-social activities to be super helpful and beneficial for him in his own recovery. And he was meeting up with uh, small groups of people, kind of like a, a meetup.com style thing um, in Boulder um, in kind of the early aughts. And they were just going climbing, going on bike rides, stuff like that. And one day they were all sitting together and they said, hey, why don't we do this for more people? Uh, and that was kind of the impetus for uh, the beginning of the Phoenix. Um, they started doing bike rides, um, rock climbing, uh, indoor and outdoor. Um, we did some, uh, some general fitness stuff. In recent years, we've gotten more into CrossFit. Um, but the whole, the whole deal was, and still is, uh, our programs are completely free for anyone that has 48 hours of continuous sobriety. So anyone that's put those 48 hours together is welcome to come participate in any of our free community programs. So now we have uh, CrossFit, boxing, yoga, um, still do a lot of rock climbing. Uh, we do big trips. We do ski trips, ice climbing trips. We do a huge Moab trip every year where we take about 150, 200 people out to Moab, Utah. We all camp together for a few days, uh, go on mountain bike rides, do rock climbing outdoors, hikes, all sorts of stuff like that. But, yeah, it all started kind of as uh, just an idea Scott had. It was something that he found um, to be super helpful for him. Um, and he met one of our other uh, directors, Jackie Helios, um, early on, who was uh, worked on kind of the clinical side uh, of substance use. And uh, they kind of built this thing from the ground up. Now we have uh, 46 locations, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, we're a national level organization. We're based mostly out of Colorado. But now we've got stuff in the East Coast, in the South, in California, uh, in Oregon. So kind of all over the place. Wow, amazing. Um, so... Just so our listeners can kind of get an idea of the of the the process and how you might get involved in in the Phoenix. Yeah. You you yourself are a recovering addict, and um, I am. Have, can you take us through a little bit about the the process of uh, you know how 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 a person would get involved with the Phoenix? Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I am um, a, a person in in long term recovery. I'm. 32 now, um, but I was, uh, I was an IV heroin user for a long time. Um, alcohol was a big problem for me. Honestly, any substance I could, I could get my hands on yeah. uh, was, was a pretty big issue for me. And I struggled with that all through my early and mid-20s um, until I checked myself into a treatment center uh, in downtown Denver, actually, at the Salvation Army. And the Salvation Army just so happens to be right across the street from the Phoenix Denver chapter. Um, I heard from a couple buddies that I was in treatment with that it was a free gym. And I figured, well, I don't have uh, anything better to do with my time right now. Um, so I walked across the street and I, I kind of, I just checked it out. I was, uh, I was greeted by one of the instructors there, a guy named Kyle, who's been a huge mentor for me and, and a, a person that's integral in the changes I've made in my life. Um, and I kind of said, what's the deal, man? Like, I heard this is a free gym, but I'm sure you're going to ask me for my credit card information at some point. Uh, <laughs> and he said, no, he said, no. And, and he, he brought me at the time. It was a, it was a paper and pen sign up. And I just filled out 
um, some of my, my information, um, kind of signed a liability waiver, agreed to uh, what we have at Phoenix as our community standards, which is just stuff that we have in place to ensure the safe, supportive nature of the events that we run. Um, I filled that out and, and uh, got a little tour of the gym and, and started coming down more to open gym type of stuff at the beginning. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I was not a fitness person, so I would ask a lot of questions. Um, and eventually I kind of built the courage up to participate in some of the um, community classes. Uh, and that was kind of the beginning, the beginning for me, and I haven't really left Phoenix. I've been sober for a little over four years now. Wow, congratulations. Um, Thank you. So how do you maintain that, that standard of 48 hours of sobriety? Uh, are, I, mean, are there, I mean, if you suspect someone's using, do, are there, do, you, do they have to submit a blood test? or I mean, how, how does that work? Yeah, so everything we do is, is based on an honor system. Um, you know, we have people sign up. We let everyone know that, uh, you know, 48 hours is a requirement. Most of our instructors, um, I think actually in Denver, all of our instructors are peers in recovery as well. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of peer support model is something that we've found to be extremely beneficial for people to have somebody in the class who kind of has maybe not walked the same path, but walked a similar path. Um, but we like to think that we can usually tell if someone, you know, is uh, under the influence and that doesn't happen too often, but if that were to be the case, um, we would kind of, you know, ask the person to, you know, maybe come talk to us for a second. Um, we would ask them very, you know, directly, you know, have you, do you have 48 hours of sobriety? Um, in my experience, 99% of the time, uh, people will, you know, say, yes, you know, I did drink, you know, last night or, you know, before I came in or, you know, whatever substance it was. Sure. Um, and in that case, we, we don't allow the person to participate in an event because that is a big part of the, the safe, supportive nature of our events is that we don't want any substance use happening in or around the events. Sure. Um, but we will offer those people resources. Uh, we have peer recovery coaches at several of our facilities now. We have connections to treatment center, uh, therapies, stuff like that. Um, so a lot of the times when somebody comes in and they are under the influence, it tends to be kind of a, a cry for help. Sure. Um, and we try not to turn those people away right away. So we're not going to ask, ask you to, you know, jump into CrossFit and start lifting weights over your head after you've had a couple of drinks. But we absolutely will sit down with you and try to figure out a plan of how can we make this successful and how can you get in a position where you are able to come back here once you have 48 hours. Sure. Um, in, in your experience, what makes this program so effective? I mean, is it the is it the community part? Is it the 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 sort of physical nature of it, and uh, you know, kind of getting in shape, um, or is it a combination? Yeah, of both? it's. I mean, it's definitely a combination. The community is first and foremost the most important thing. Um, I think coming in and feeling like you're a part of something, being around peers who have suffered from some of the same things you have as far as substance use is concerned, um, who are able to kind of lift you up and, and maybe see value in you before you can see any value in yourself. Um, addiction or substance use or whatever terminology you want to use is a disease of isolation. So many of us that came from that place um, were, you know, used to being 
alone and, and kind of isolating, or we were hanging out maybe in large groups of people who we were using with, but we weren't truly connecting with those people. Um, you know, Scott Strode, our, our founder who I spoke about earlier, often says, like, you know, if Phoenix worked best as a bird-watching club, if that's the way that we could form community the easiest, um, we would be a bird-watching club. But there is something about that aspect of when you finish a workout and those endorphins are going and, you know, you maybe did something that you thought previously you couldn't accomplish, uh, the, the walls kind of come down a little bit and, there, and there's a time there where you're, you know, more willing to socialize and kind of feel a part of something greater. Sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know there is some science behind um, the effectiveness of, of, you know, physical exertion and um, helping in, in sort of getting that natural high as opposed to, uh, you know, this. this synthetic yeah, that, that fitness, the fitness aspect is, is um, you know, it's great. And we have some people that get super into it, you know, get into competitive CrossFit or get really into rock climbing and stuff like that. Um, and we 100% support all that, um, but the real goal is is to kind of build people's, uh, you know, what we, we what we would call their recovery capital, um, you know, kind of build that toolbox that they have uh, to kind of combat uh, that substance use, uh, get incorporate more people into their lives that they can call on, and then just like I said before, just kind of building up that self worth because I know I came from a place where I didn't have a lot of self worth before I walked in here. Um, and, and that like starting to, you know, have other people look at me and, and obviously see some sort of value in me was, was a huge, huge motivational factor for me to, uh, to stay sober. Sure. Amazing. Um, one last question, just, um, in terms of our audience deals with a lot of student athletes who may be prescribed or, uh, opioids for dealing with pain. Um, Mm -hmm. it's a big, uh, is there is there anything different about that type of addiction where you know maybe it's prescribed by a doctor and it's sort of been you know institutionalized? If I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, um, yeah, you know, no, I, I know what you mean though. Um, yeah, it, like and and do you see any differences in in sort of like you know someone coming in and saying, hey, you know, I'm I'm addicted to painkillers because of this injury and like. Are, do you have any any strategies for for sort of working through that type of addiction? Yeah, so I mean, I was a person who came from that kind of background. I was prescription painkillers were the first thing uh, that I got involved in, um, and then it just happened that you know after the prescriptions ran out and uh, when when the prescription pills and stuff got too expensive. I turned more towards street drugs, sure. and we see we see a lot of that. And I think the effect on an individual's life is pretty much the same, whether it's a prescription painkiller um, or an, an IV drug user or an alcoholic or whatever you want to say. Um, but it, it really is. We try not to look at like, I guess the. Um, we, you know, we don't talk a ton here about like what drug did you do, um, and and how are we going to treat that? I think we all feel like we're recovering from something, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that effect almost no matter what your drug of choice is, or if you're even not a person suffering from substance use, I think that everyone is kind of recovering from something in life. Um, and we also, I, I'd like to say this, like we are not an anti. Um, 
you know, drug organization, like if somebody is prescribed prescription drugs, like, and they take them uh, responsibly in the recommended dose or whatever, they are still allowed to come to a Phoenix event. You're still sure. welcome. Sure. We're yeah. also supporters of medically assisted treatment, so things like uh, Suboxone or Methadone or things like that. Uh, but we see a ton of people, uh, especially recently, you know, the opioid epidemic has been, uh, people are becoming more and more aware of that. And that's typically how that journey kind of starts, is we, we you see people who are prescribed something for an acute injury that they occur, incurred, and, and then it kind of just feeds on itself and keeps going and going to where they're either taking uh, pills that aren't prescribed to them or they turn to something that's easier and cheaper that they can acquire on the street. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, and lastly, you know, if any of our listeners are interested in uh, finding a Phoenix gym near them, is there, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So I would uh, recommend going on our website, thephoenix.org. Um, Phoenix is P-H-O-E-N-I-X. I know that can give people trouble with, uh, <laughs> with spelling sometimes. Um, you can also call our main offices, uh, which uh, the number is 720-440-9175. Uh, and then there's also going to be an email address on that website, which is info at the Phoenix. If you want to reach out and you have any general questions, but if you go to the website and then on the top tab you click on participate, it'll give you a rundown of every place in, in America that we run events. So if wherever you're at, um, we probably have something close by to you, and we are kind of rapidly expanding over the next few years. We're hoping to be in more and more communities throughout the U.S. Nice. Great. Andrew, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely, Andrew. Welcome back to the show. Andy, that was a great interview, really interesting stuff. Yeah, and really cool that Andrew was able to uh, not only take advantage of the Phoenix program, but then work his way into being a member of, of that community as well as an employee, and mm -hmm. uh, he, he really feels like he's helping other people. Yeah, and it's it's clear that uh, he's making an impact, and the way that that the the Phoenix has grown is uh, reflective of that trend as well. It's uh, really inspiring stuff to see people kind of plugging into uh, fitness and the community that kind of can come along with that in order to kind of uh, dig themselves out from recovery. Really good stuff. Yeah, and he he mentions a couple of times how fast they're expanding across the country, and I think that's you know part of how big this epidemic has become. Mm -hmm. The National mm -hmm. Survey on Drug Use and Health uh, said that there were 19.7 million American adults aged 12 and older battled a substance use disorder in 2017. My God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know anybody close to me that hasn't been affected by this in some way. Yeah, and likely, you know, you know that's probably true for a lot of our listeners as, as well. It's uh, right. the scope of things, especially with when uh, you kind of take into consideration the opioid aspect of it. Yeah. Um, you know, addiction can kind of take many different forms, and it's not just, you know, people who are shooting up heroin necessarily, although right. oftentimes it seems like op op opioid abuse can lead to that sort of thing. Sure. Um, but again, just, just the phoenix being able to kind of rise from the ashes and yeah. kind of um, help 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 uh, help oneself out of that uh, kind yeah. of really down uh, time of their lives is really, really good stuff. And it's interesting. We write a lot about how 
group fitness mm-hmm. is so motivating for people who are just starting to get into maybe doing a little bit more physical activity, having mm-hmm. that community there to support you, keep hold you hold you accountable in in showing up for a workout. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing here, where you know you have a community that's able to support. Um, and knows what you're going through as a, right. as a person struggling with substance abuse. That was one of the things that I thought was uh, maybe most interesting from your conversation with Andrew was just that kind of uh, peer support model that they have. Right. You know, at, at how at their location in, in Denver, at least, you know, many of their instructors are, are in recovery as well. And, uh, you know, just being able to kind of have that um, experience and be able to kind of rely on that as you're um, connecting with people who are going through some of the same things that, you yourself may have gone through um, just not all that long ago. Really powerful. Yeah, very. Um, anyway, uh, we should a couple of housekeeping things. Um, we have the AB show coming up in November. We want to right. remind everybody to be sure to sign up for register for the show. Yeah, if you want to learn more about the show, it's abshow.com. Uh, pretty pretty standard. Um, it's always a highlight of our calendar. We really hope to see you there. If you do make it out uh, to join us in Orlando, be sure to look for Andy and I. We will definitely be there with bells on. So I uh, hope that you'll, you're able to join us. Yeah, and what, I mean, one last thing. If anybody here happens to have uh, an idea for the podcast, somebody that they think might be make a great guest or a topic, um, make sure to shoot us a note uh, at editors at athleticbusiness.com. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're always open to you know interview ideas and any suggestions that, that, that you may have to make the show a little bit better. You know, we are kind of uh, grateful for you guys for uh, growing with us as we yeah. kind of try out this new medium. This is something that um, hasn't really been done before by Athletic Business, so uh, we're really excited, and uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying, and uh, thank you for kind of... Uh, tuning in yeah absolutely so until next time take it easy